It's time for the Crunch Time Plays podcast, where we talk all things sports from the collegiate level all the way up to the pros. And now, here's your host, Bennett Ganey. What's up, y'all? Liv Moose here. Hey, what's up? This is Danny Wexelman. Hey, everyone. I'm Steffi Smalls. What's up, everyone? It's Ben Lindsay. This is Andrea Carter. Hey there, it's Brooks Austin. And you are watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hello, everybody. Thanks for stopping back by to Crunch Time Plays today. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you so much. And, and we're marching towards the college football season again. Recruiting's going on in full swing now in the month of June. And we're talking Ole Miss today. We're trying to go around the country and hit as many teams as we can. And we've got the host of the Believe in Everything Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and that's Jordan Dollinger. Jordan, thanks so much for coming on today. I hope you're doing well. I am. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm a big fan, so I'm ready to talk Ole Miss everything. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And, and you know, we're, do, we're just happy to, to possibly have, you know, full stadiums and, and full capacity in the fall. Yeah, so they just announced, um, I think it was last week or the week before that, that, you know, the Grove is going to be back open and Ole Miss is going to be back to tailgating. And I think everyone is so excited for that. And that is such a huge part of the whole experience. So I am so, so stoked for the Grove to be back open. I'm so excited for the students, the fans and everybody. So that was uh, a wonderful little bit of news that we got last week. So, yeah, we're already off to a good start. Season hasn't started, but we're already we're already doing good things. Well, when you got when you got Lane Kiffin as, as your head coach, you're really going to start uh, stirring up the uh, stirring up the excitement, stirring up the the content on social media and different things like that. And that's actually where I wanted to start, just with him being being so active, being so active on social media as a head coach, and every recruit looks at that these days. And and they it seems part of you know your recruiting department nowadays. You got to have great video people. You got to have great content creator because that's really what the what the prospects are looking for can you just describe the the difference in, in Ole Miss now with Lane Kiffin and being able to to enhance that support staff to include all those great content specialists and different things like that yeah for sure so Ole Miss from the time that I s- stepped foot there right I it's just such an amazing place and it's full of really special people. But one of the things that Ole Miss does that is really fantastic is what they do on social media and on the digital front. And they've always been great at it. And they've always made an important part of the atmosphere and especially when it comes to athletics. So it's always been something that they have paid attention to and always been something that has been of importance. However, it has never been as successful and as interesting and entertaining, in my opinion, until Lane Kiffin joined the team. And it's just, it's brought this whole new like surge of energy and life, I feel like personally to the program. Um, it is so interesting every single day to hop on Twitter and see what the heck Lane Kiffin is talking about and what he is up to. It's a really fun way to engage with these kids where at the end of the day, yes, the point of any of these kids that are choosing a college, they want to go, they want to play, they want to play somewhere where they can win because they they want the hopes to continue on and, you know, hopefully make the pros. That's that's the point. We all know that. But at the same time, you want to be part of a program that is hopefully that you are going to develop as both as a player and as a person. And I think that Oxford is 
is this really special place where people can go and not only be part of a team that wants to win and has the capability to win, but it's such a fantastic place to be for however long you're going to be there, two years, four years, you know, and everything that has gone on on social media has been showcasing that. And I think that Lane Kiffin has done a fantastic job. And I think the the best part about it is that you can tell that it's natural and it's organic. Like he's witty, he's punny, like he's posting all this stuff, but you can tell that there's not some, you know, 18, 16 year old kid that's like doing it for him, for his social media. You can tell that it's very genuine, very authentic. He means what he says. He believes in what he says. And I think it's hilarious too. I mean, you know, back a few months ago when we had this like, you know, whole entire surge of, kids flipping from other schools and he's tweeting Mary Flipness and it's just funny it's so much fun to watch it's fun because you know that he's getting a kick out of it the kids are excited I call them kids but they're not that much younger than me but everyone is excited you know I just think that before it's not you know these kids want to feel like someone is super confident in them on all fronts, right? And not only in practice and on the field, but like stands up for them, has their back and and pumps them up in other times. I think Lane Kiffin is doing a standout job with that on social media. I saw a infographic a couple weeks ago of head coaches across, I believe it was the NFL and college football that have the most interactions. And I think Lane Kiffin was number two on that list. In, in his first year with the program to, to draw that much interaction to be number two and millions of interactions and engagements is so crazy. And the fact that he does it so well, and it's so entertaining, it it's really, really cool to see. And what you said is exactly right. These kids that are going to make their choice Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that, and and it's, it's funny because last show that that I did, I, I referred to the recruits as kids, and then I thought about it. I'm like, they're not that much younger than I am. Like they're, you know, just just makes you feel old wanting to call them kids. But but I definitely agree with that. Being able to, because Wayne Kevin, he comes up with so so many great things like Mary Flipmas come to the sip, party in the sip, all that different stuff like that, and and it really brings in the kind of age that, that we're about to, to deal with here, especially with all the NIL and, and different ways for the athletes to be able to market off their brand on social media. That's going to be extremely interesting and it's going to be very fun to watch, but I think that you're totally right. I think that after they have all seen Lane Kiffin and company be able to do this and put out a really interesting, engaging, fun uh, social media presence, and kind of be a little cheeky sometimes too with the things that they post and say. I think that they are going to reflect that, but I think that it's going to be very similar. And I think that that is another really great component of just like building a really nice culture there. So I've been I've been very pleasantly uh, surprised and pleased with the things that I see on social media, and I'm really excited for the fall to roll around because I know it's just going to get better. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, and kind of looking kind of looking at some of the, the recruiting that, that Lane Kevin's done since he's been on campus, had the, the 16th, 16th right recruiting class last year. Just who, who are a couple of those guys that, that you're excited about that, that are on campus uh, right now getting ready to start their freshman season? Because 
when I think about offensively, I think about the tight end, you know, Hudson Wolf is on campus right now. I think he's going to be a really great player as a true freshman for Ole Miss since Shaboa is now gone. It's going to be a very, very interesting season. And Ole Miss, you know, still has recruiting to do, but I think that they've done really, really fantastic so far. So far, Ole Miss has 25 recruits. 15 of them are already enrolled. 10 of them have signed letters of intent. We also have two transfers this year. And I think some really important people to watch out for are definitely Hudson Wolf. Like you mentioned, he previously was committed to Tennessee and then decommitted from there to sign with Ole Miss, which will be very interesting. Week seven, when Ole Miss plays Tennessee, that'll be another, like I said, another little cheeky moment. But Including Hudson Wolf, we've also got Luke Altmeyer, who's a four-star recruit, another flip. He is from Starkville, Mississippi, but did not want to go to Mississippi State. I do not blame him. He was previously committed to Florida State, but he decommitted at the end of 2020, and now he's going to be in Oxford in the fall. I think that he's going to do a lot of really amazing learning under Matt Corral and Lane Kiffin. He is a true pro-style quarterback and he had offers from 11 other schools and I think that just goes you know to a testament to how great he is and I'm very excited to see what he does and I think that learning like I said under Matt Crown Lane Kiffin who really I think it clicked and they figured it out the end of last year I think that he's just going to get off to a running start and I'm very very excited about that and then another person I would say definitely to watch out for is going to be cornerback MJ Daniels he was committed to Mississippi State last year he's a three-star recruit um number six player out of the state of Mississippi but he decommitted from state and now he's going to be in Oxford so I'm loving all these decommits because it just goes to show that the momentum is going almost this way and and kids want to be here and I'm I'm really excited for the you know come to the sip movement to continue so those are a few names that I would definitely, you know, keep an eye out for. How, how have you have you seen recruiting been going since it opened back up at the start of June? Have so many kids walking through campus that you that you've never seen before that you've just seen on on Zoom and different things like that. Being able to to evaluate guys in camp, maybe they're not as big as you thought, maybe they're bigger than you thought, and and you want to offer them if you hadn't already. But there's been some guys that have gone you know, on official visits and maybe the coaches say, well, this guy isn't really who we thought he was. He's not as big as we thought. But generally you don't see that on official visits, but I know this year it's going to be kind of prevalent considering we've been on Zoom recruiting for the last, you know, 15, 16 months. I think that the Zoom to real life um, jump is a little interesting and challenging in all aspects of life. Um, And also – in football recruiting, I'm sure as well. So I think that I, I think that it's going to be challenging because you're very limited, you know, virtually, of course. But at the same time, I think that, you know, I think that what you put out there is what people are going to gravitate toward. And I think that what Ole Miss is putting out there is going to gravitate the right kind of kids that want to be there. And I think that it's going to be a mutually beneficial thing. Of course, there's, you know, you always, you know, run the risk of, you know, these kids showing up and them not being what you perceive them to be and, you know, them being different in person than they are on paper. And and that's with anything. But I think that I really think that everyone is going to get the opportunity and the fair shot. And I think that Lane Kiffin is, you know, the prime example of doing things maybe the unorthodox way and, and not exactly, knowing 
precisely what you're going to get out of something or someone, but, you know, doing the, the best with what you can and, and pleasantly surprising some people. So I hope, I hope that that hope it, I hope that that happens. I mean, just getting so excited about Lane Kiven recruiting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope that happens this year with, you know, maybe Lane Kiffin will take a chance on some kids that we don't even know about right now that aren't even on our radar. Who knows? I definitely don't think that would be the uh, least out there thing that he's ever done. No, there, there's definitely no doubt about that. And, and kind of kind of looking at, at this year specifically, looking at kind of looking at the offense and defense, start with the, the offense first. Now, Matt Corral, I think he's he's one he's definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. He may even be the best returning quarterback in the SEC with, you know, JT Daniels, of course, is up there. He's got a little bit more uh, experience around him. But but when you talk about a guy that's getting ready to make that next jump, Matt Corral definitely fits that bill. And, and Ole Miss definitely has probably one of the top running back rooms in the SEC. You have, you have Ely, Snoop Connors now there. He's back. And then you got Parrish, who's who's still there as well. And the wide receivers, you have to replace Elijah Moore. But Brandon Sanders, Jacob Pearson's probably going to be a, a breakout player as, as a transfer. Ontario Drummond's probably going to step up and be a breakout player. And then we mentioned Hudson Wolf playing tight end. So what do you make of the Ole Miss offense heading into the season? I think it's I think it's going to really surprise a lot of people. You mentioned you mentioned Jacor Pearson. He's coming here from Western Kentucky. I think that that is going to be a very impactful position. We saw with Kenny Eboa last year doing a lot of things that tight ends have not done for Ole Miss in the future. So I think Hudson Wolf is going to follow that. He's a little bit bigger than Kenny Eboa. So I don't know that it's going to be the exact same, you know, routes and things that he does, but I think that it's going to be a, a similar-esque type situation that he finds himself in. I know that we have to replace some people you know, on the wide receiver front, but I think the running back room is, is looking good. You know, Parrish had a really fantastic breakout type year last year. I, know, I don't know if it was quite his breakout year for his freshman year, but he, I think, showed that he's more than capable of having that maybe really potential, you know, sophomore season absolute breakout moment. So I'm excited for that. And then, yeah, Matt Corral. I mean, I'm so glad that you said that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC because he absolutely is. And there's this thing that happens with Ole Miss where people just love to forget about us or they love to overlook us because we're not the Alabama, we're not the LSU, you know, or, or whatever, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but, you know, always just kind of love to just not really, you know, take full notice. And I think it happened Last year, a lot with Elijah Moore, who absolutely, I think, was the hands-down number one best wide receiver in the SEC, should have won the Bolitnikoff Award. You know, that's neither here nor there. But I think that people just sometimes forget about Ole Miss and forget about its players. And I think that this year is going to be one of those years where Lane Kiffin and Matt Corral and that whole entire team, they don't let anyone forget about us anymore. And I'm so excited to watch it. Matt Corral absolutely absolutely crushed it last year. I mean, with 71%, I believe, or just shy of that in completions through for th over 3,000 yards. I mean, it's just, it's kind of crazy. I think it was 29 or 30 touchdowns passing and a, a couple more rushing. I just think that, you know, I, I'm excited. I'm really excited to watch what he does. I'm, I know he had a couple, a couple rough games last year and that absolutely happens. And, you know, I think that Ole Miss has a really, really good shot this year to end up, you know, in the top 25 
you know, on the AP poll. And I think that they're going to be up there in the SEC rankings too. I, I have them, you know, in that top half. And maybe I'm biased. That's totally possible. But I just think that there's a lot of moving parts that were moving well together last year. And I think that had the season not have been so short last year with just 10 games, I think that things would have clicked and that and that it would have been a really beneficial year for Ole Miss. But of course, we only had those 10 games to work with and there was a lot of still uncertainty. It was, you know, Lane Kiffin's first year still figuring things out. But I think that this year is, is going to be a pleasant surprise for um, fans, you know, Ole Miss students. I think it's going to be an unpleasant surprise for the doubters. <laughs> yeah, I, de- I mean, I definitely think so too. I mean, you talk about the high-powered offense that Ole Miss is, but but ca- whenever we're talking about playing complimentary football, being able to win, being able to win some of those tight games, it's gonna gonna come down to to defense. And Ole, Ole Miss exactly wasn't wasn't the greatest in that department last year, but when we're, we're talking about offense these all these offenses want to go now 100 miles an hour they want to be high octane up tempo no huddle offenses but do you think possibly we see Lane Kiffin sort of slow it down a little bit this year play a little bit more towards the speed limit in order to play that complimentary football that they want to play with the defense you know I don't know but I don't really think so. I think Lane Kiffin has one speed and I think it's a thousand miles per hour. That's really what I think. And I think that he has always played and performed and made choices the way that he wants to. And I don't think he's going to change this year or anytime in the future. And I think he's made that very clear with everything he's done since being at Ole Miss, especially on the recruiting front. Like you said, defense, right? You know, our absolute downfall last year, terrible, terrible defense. This year, nearly half of the 25 recruits that we have are defensive linemen and defensive backs. I mean, that's going out right there and saying, hey, we know we're, we're, we are, know what the problem is and we are trying to address it. You know, I'd be worried if we had three defensive linemen out of 25, but we don't, you know. So I think that he knows he's been coaching for a very long time, right? It might be his first year at Ole Miss, but he is not new to this. And I think that. I think that there will be times that maybe it calls for them to rethink the way that they are, you know, attacking with the no huddle and things like that. So I'm not saying it can never happen, but I don't think that we're going to go in game one and see a brand new offense that looks like nothing that we saw last year. I think it's going to be very similar to what we saw last year, but the things that needed to be cleaned up are going to be cleaned up. I think we're going to get this fresh new group of kids that, you know, I think is is going to work out really well. Of course, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be a very young team, but I think that they're going to rise to the challenge. And you know, we're definitely going to take some L's. I'm not saying that we're uh, going to go undefeated next uh, season, but I think we're going to win some big ones too. And I'm I'm really excited to watch that. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. And, and Lane Kevin is is who he is. And and the you know the fact that the I mean the defense is we're kind of going into previewing them now. You know. They had a had a full off season this year. They had they went through a spring practice, and that's going to be extremely beneficial for them. You know, they did give up a little bit over 30, 38 points a game last year, last in pretty much every category in the SEC. But but being able to add some of those some of some of those fixes in the recruiting class in the twenty twenty one class, being able to have an off season to really, really study what you're doing on defense, have a spring practice to be able to work some of those things out. Who are some of the the breakout players that, that you're watching on defense? And, and you know, 
at the end of the day, if you've got an offense that's scoring 45 points a game, you just got to be average on defense. So who are, who are a couple of those breakout players that you're seeing on defense? I would say that defense is probably the front that I'm the least familiar with just because Ole Miss had such a breakout, amazing, fantastic, you know, season last year on the offense. And of course, the offense is what is most shiny and glamorous. That's what everyone pays attention to. And that's certainly what I paid the most most attention to. But I am excited with the new kids that are coming in. Like I mentioned, all of those new recruits and what they're still working with. I'm really excited to see what they can put together. And hopefully it's um, less than 38 points a game, as you mentioned. That would be great. Where, where in the, this the really the last thing I have for you is been an awesome conversation so far but where does where does Ole Miss stack up in the west this year I know when I did my rankings a few weeks ago I had Ole Miss finishing fourth in the west behind Alabama Texas A&M and LSU but is there you know there's going to be a, a situation where Ole Miss Auburn and Arkansas are kind of maybe battling for that fourth spot in the west all three have very similar schedules probably going to have very similar records but where do you kind of see Ole Miss in the West? Is it is it third, fourth, fifth? Where, where do you see that? Yeah, I think that you are right on the money with the fourth uh, place finish right there. But I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to say for the pessimistic people out there, I'm going to say we're going to finish fifth, right? For the people who are are you know a little on the fence i'm going to go with the fifth but the optimistic people out there the people that are really believing are really you know drinking the kool-aid i'm gonna go with third i'm gonna say that but you are probably right on the money with fourth i would say that almost has a, a tough schedule it's funny because it essentially looks like an all sec schedule like it was last year we have these little miscellaneous you know games sprinkled in the beginning of the season and then from there on out it's literally the entire rest of the season is all sec with the exception of the liberty game which might as well be an sec game because it's just as important because hugh freeze obviously is going to be back in oxford so that's a whole nother episode but you know, it's a tough schedule, as you mentioned, right? We got Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Arkansas, LSU, Texas A&M. That's not an easy schedule. So I think you're probably right on the money with uh, fourth. I would say that, you know, there is definitely a chance that it's fifth. But if we all really, 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 you know, think positive, it could be third. I'm just saying. But probably, probably I would go with you fourth right on the money right there. I think that I think that some of the, you know, big upsets are not going to happen, but I think that some of the games that you think there's no chance and you're already marking it maybe as a loss, I think those are going to be the ones that surprise people. Ole Miss likes to do that. So there's definitely no game on on Ole Miss's schedule that I would say the, that is a definite loss. All, all the games are going to be games that, that you can compete in if you, you know, if, if the offense is scoring a bunch of points and the defense is just average, you know, it, it, it's gonna, there's not going to be a game on the schedule. I'm not saying they're going to win them all, of course, but there's not a game on the schedule that you, that you can look at and say, yeah, we're pr- probably definitely going to lose this one. I agree. And I think, too, with the Grove Open, it's like a whole different ball game this year. I think that when, you know, I, I just think that it's going to be very, very different. I I just there's so there's something about a game in Oxford and I just think that you know I think that it's going to 
it's going to really swing the momentum this year. That's all I'm going to say. But there's going to be something special with the Grove being back open and people being able to properly celebrate football the way that it should be. And I think that uh, hopefully that will really help, especially for those home games. So That's definitely true. There's going to be a, a renaissance in, in college football this year, uh, kind of like what we're seeing right now with the with the college baseball, everything going on. But but Jordan, thanks so much for, for taking time today. And, and uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media, what, what work that you're doing at Fox Sports. I know you do that as well. And, and where they can find uh, Believe in Everything Ole Miss. Yeah. Awesome guys. Well, thanks so much for having me. I had a really great time. Like I said, such a fan. So, so excited to be here. Um, but yeah, I'm on Twitter at Jay Dollinger. I'm part of the believe podcast network. I have the Ole Miss show there. So check it out if you want to as well. And then, you know, I write some fun stuff on foxsports.com. Uh, so you can also, uh, find some good stuff there. Any unpopular opinions? Like I said, Jay Dollinger, I'd be happy to argue with you on Twitter. So uh, I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan, thanks so much. And we'll, def- we'll definitely do this again uh, before the season and probably during the season a little bit too, if you have some time. Absolutely. Thanks so much to Jordan. Thanks so much to you for watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays today. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. It's been another edition of Crunch Time Plays. God bless everybody. Hey.